Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we're going to take a little bit of a turn as we talk about the church, and we're going to talk about when should you leave your church. And you may be looking at me kind of strange and thinking, or looking at the radio strange, or your podcast re, uh, player, or whatever, and thinking, why should I leave a church? Is there a biblical reason to leave a church? What would be biblical reasons to leave a church? So that's what we're going to talk about today. When should you leave your church? Now, I'm not talking about when you move out of state. Obviously, we are to gather together, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, the local church. We're gathered together with the local church and working with the local church with our spiritual gifts and such. And so, yes, obviously, if you move out of state, move out of the area, so it's it's really not you're not able to get there, and you're you're not able to to be involved with the local church because of distance. Then, by all means, yes, find another church that is godly and follows the scriptures that you can fellowship with, that you can be involved in, that you can exercise your spiritual gifts with, that you can be discipled and make disciples through, and all of the things that we talked about a few weeks ago that are connected with the local church as well. And next week, we're going to talk about how do you choose that church when you have to leave a church. Now, how do you choose another church? That will be next week, so tune in next week. We'll talk about the uh, the ways to choose a good, solid church. But other reasons to leave a church. So as we're talking about this, you can probably think of someone who left a church and you can think of all the reasons that they left the church, and some of them you may think are wonderful reasons, and some of them you think are horrible reasons, and some of you, some of them you might think are really unfortunate reasons. Um, and you know, obviously, if a church closes, you must leave, but that's a different issue altogether. The number one reason, apart from moving out of the area, to leave a church, the number one reason that you should leave your church is if there is doctrinal error. Now, let's clarify that. I'm not saying leave your church if the pastor or one of the leaders on a Sunday morning misspeaks and says something that is incorrect. Um, even to the point of incorrect doctrinally. What you do then is follow last week's, you go to them one-on-one -on -one and you say, hey, here's what I heard. And they'll probably say, oh man, I did not mean to say that. Uh, my mind just wandered or my, my words just, I, I wasn't thinking at the time or I misspoke or something. Um, that's not what we're talking about. So don't just... Oh, pastor said this, and I'm just going to run out of the church and go to him one-on-one -on -one first and say, hey, here's what I heard. Is that what you meant to say? Because most likely in any good church, <laughs> they're not trying to, to lead you astray. 
So the doctrinal error, you know, if they if they are teaching something that is heretical, definitely leave that church. If they're teaching something to the point of Jesus Christ is not deity, is not God, by all means, that is foundational to our salvation. If they're teaching that Jesus was just um, a man or a good man or a prophet or um, something of that nature, then by all means, get out of Dodge and and. Tune in next week to how to find a good church that is not going to teach that. Um, absolutely, that is not something that is um, acceptable, and it's not something that we should tolerate either. So if they're teaching that Jesus Christ is not who he said he was, or if they're teaching that he didn't really raise from the dead— um, that the resurrection was an appearance that looked like he raised, but he didn't really, or he didn't really die or whatever. D definitely, those are foundational things to our salvation. If, it, if it's got about the deity of Christ, then absolutely, um, that is a, a, a prime reason to leave a church. Um, if they do not hold to the authority of the scriptures. If they do not believe that the scriptures are the word of God, and that as we've talked about before, that they, um, they are God-breathed, and they're profitable for doctrine, for, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Uh, if they do not believe that, and they believe that, okay, you know, the scriptures are good for some things, um, but in other things that, you know, we need to, we need to learn from, um, this group or that group or, or pull this other thing in, but the scriptures are not sufficient and authoritative. And the two of them go hand in hand. We've talked about in the past, the sufficiency of scripture. We've talked about the authority of scripture. The two are really hand in glove because the authority of scripture is that it is God-breathed. So it is God's word, and because it's God's word, it is authoritative. Um, it has all authority because it comes from God. And because it has all authority, then God has also said he's not going to leave us without. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness, and is sufficient um, to for everything that we need to know. If there was something that we did not get in Scripture that we needed to know, then God would not have been faithful in telling us what we need to know. He is faithful. He and his 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 word has everything we need in it. So it is authoritative in that everything that we see in Scripture, if our life and practice conflicts with scripture, we must change it. Now, if the church does not teach that, if they're teaching that, well, you know, I know scripture says this, but, you know, we're going to add these other exceptions to divorce because we don't see, you know, because of um, what the, the current society thinks or culture 
um, or we're going to add these other requirements for baptism or communion or fellowship in the church or, or whatnot. Um, we're going to add on to what the scripture says. No, definitely confront them on that. If they hold to that, that scripture is insufficient, then absolutely that is that is not acceptable. If the if the church does not hold to the the authority and the sufficiency of scripture. Along those lines, if the church does not interpret the Bible literally, because that is an extremely slippery slope. So if the church believes that the Bible is to be interpreted only partly literally and partly they use it as pictures and allegory and such. Now, let me clarify. There are places in the Bible that are allegorical, but they're clear that they're allegorical. It's clear that it is not exactly what he's saying, like the visions in um, the second half of the book of Daniel. Um, there's not going to be an actual bear raised up on half of its side it's a picture it's meant to be a picture it's a it's a vision and it's obvious as that prophecies are very frequently that um, the book of revelation is quite often that but they're they're clear that this is a prophecy and that this is this is a picture if it's not in a passage like that then the church should be interpreting the Bible for what it says. It says what it means, and it means what it says. And you know, God is not out there trying to somehow trick us into thinking one thing when he actually meant another thing, and there, there isn't some secret knowledge of the truth, uh, as he talks about in Hebrews. There's not some secret knowledge that you need to come to um, to understand the scriptures. The scriptures are straightforward and they say what they mean and he, he tells us exactly what he wants us to know. And so if they do not interpret the Bible literally, for the most part, um, there, there's a phrase that I heard years ago that fits this very well. If the plain sense of scripture makes common sense, seek no other sense. So if you read it and it makes sense and, it, and it's logical, it makes sense. It's like, okay, I, I, yeah, he's not speaking another language here. It's, it, it, it makes sense. Then don't go looking for other things. And if the church does that and they're reading into scripture and they're telling you all about these numbers that fit with these other numbers, that fit, you know, I've, I've been in churches before where they're just focused on the numerology you know what? There's no basis for that in Scripture. Yes, there are numbers that have significance, but they plainly say they have significance. It's not like they they somehow have this spiritual meaning behind them that only you could see if you looked certain places. Um, that's not how God works. So if if they if those sorts of things are in the church, doctrinal error then absolutely, by all means, you need to look at leaving that church. 
if the church teaches you that this is not sufficient in that it, you, we need another word from God to add to this, that's another form of not understanding the sufficiency of Scripture. Um, that if your church is teaching that you know you need a word from Christ and here's the word from Christ that you need to do or you need to follow, um, be very wary because if that didn't come out of Scripture, then um, they're what they're saying is they get somehow extra biblical revelation from God directly from God and you need to listen to them. And that is very, very dangerous because they could be saying almost anything. And no, the scripture is sufficient. We do not have to have all these extra words of, of this, that, or the other thing from someone that, that thinks they have a word directly from God. That is, that's not how things work scripturally. So if they are teaching doctrinal error or heresy, get out of Dodge. Also, if your church has non-biblical leadership, we talked a few weeks ago about what the leadership of the church looks like. Now, names, if they want to change names, fine, whatever. Terms are terms are terms are terms. If you call a pastor a pastor, great. If you call a pastor an elder, great. If you call him a bishop, yeah, don't care. You can call him a Fred for all I care, which I don't think there has any connotation with that. But um, if there is, and I somehow said something inappropriate, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, it it doesn't matter the term. Um, if you have elders and deacons, if you have pastors and deacons, if you have bishops and deacons, okay, whatever. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. But the unbiblical leadership, if you've got... Um, leadership that are not qualified according to the scriptures to be leadership. So a pastor or a deacon doesn't fit the description um, in Titus or in 1 Timothy chapters 2 and 3. You say, well, why did you go to 2? Because I think 3 is where it talks about it. 3 does spell it out, but it's not as clear about male leadership. Pastors and deacons, both in 1 Timothy, if you start with chapter 2 and go into chapter 3, you'll see it's very clear that leadership in the church needs to be men. Is that because I'm a man? No, it's because that's what the scripture says. And back to the whole thing about the authority of scripture. So if they're trying to somehow say, no, that was cultural, read First, first Timothy 2, because he, he doesn't use the cultural argument. In fact, he uses the argument of creation because how we were created and because of the fall. That's why... Because the way God designed us, he designed us for different purposes. So if your church does not have male leadership, um, get out of Dodge. If your church does not have leadership that is adhering to the qualifications given in 1 Timothy chapter 3 or in Titus, then you need to look at leaving. Um, or if there's ungodly leadership, they're making some ungodly decisions. So what are some invalid reasons for leaving a church? So people leave churches for all sorts of different reasons. One of the biggest reasons seems to be music. That is an absolutely 
horrible reason to leave a church. You say, you say, well, I don't like the music or it's too much music or it's too long or it's, or it's too short or, you know, it, it, it's old or it's new or, or it just doesn't have enough depth or doesn't have enough, you know, brevity to it or whatever. Or I don't like the tune. Get over yourself. It's not about you. It's not about your preferences. It's not about their preferences and it's not about them. Music is a tool and you can use any music. You can, you can use a hymn, you can use a contemporary song, you can use a chorus, you can use um, chants, you can use all sorts of things to express your worship to God. It doesn't matter what the music is. Music is not a good reason to leave a church. Period. You will never find it in the Bible as a good reason to leave fellowship of believers. Don't leave a church because it's inconvenient. Well, I have to go down this busy road, or I have to cross that, or, oh, man, I really would like to have more time on Sundays. I'd, I'd, I'd like to instead work on my house, or I'd like to go fishing, or go hunting, or or I'd like to do these other things on, on, on Sundays and, you know, oh man, I, I, it's inconvenient. Or I have to drive all the way across town. I know people in our church who have driven over an hour each way because they were committed to the church because they, were, they grew up in this church. Um, don't leave a church just because it's inconvenient. Um, a good church is hard to find as it is. Don't leave it because it's inconvenient. Don't leave a church because of disagreements with other members, even the leadership. Well, you know, I wanted blue carpet and they got green carpet. Really? Who really cares about the color of the carpet? If you care that much about the color of the carpet, then you need to spend more time in the Word of God and less time looking at carpet. Because... Carpet really doesn't matter. I don't care if there is carpet or if there's tile or if, even if there's a cement or dirt floor. Uh, come on, let's get over ourselves. Um, disagreements with other members about, well, they didn't invite me to their fellowship or their get together or, you know, I don't, I don't get along as well with them. Well, then look inside about how maybe you can help and you can get along with them. Do everything you can. As long as it's not a sinful thing, and we already talked about that last week as to what to do with sinful things, but if it's not a sinful disagreement, don't leave a church over that. I mean, really? Somebody took your parking spot or your pew or your chair? That's a dumb reason to leave a church. Um, get a different chair. If you've got a place to sit, be thankful. If you don't have a place to sit, be thankful that there's that many people there that there's not a place to sit. And that's a good problem to address. You know, don't leave a church over disagreements with other members. Even if you're passionate about something, if it's not a biblical issue, if it's not a sin issue, and you're passionate about it, they're passionate about it, that's disagreeing with you, fine. Agree to disagree. Be respectful. And um, work together with different viewpoints. It's okay. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to take a look at 
How do you choose a church when you find yourself in a situation where you had to leave a church, you, you, whether you uh, moved out of the house and now you're on your own and you're in another town or you moved or you had to leave because of a doctrinal error or something like that? How do you find a good biblical church? We'll take a look at that next week on Freedom Fridays. Thank you.